Click Stuff is brought to you by Lucky Dice Cafe out of Huntsville, Alabama. Check them out at luckydicecafe.com. Welcome, everyone, to this another edition of Clicks Off Sudden Death, a not so quick Hero Clicks podcast where we talk news, tournament reports, and more vital information to improve your Hero Clicks game. I'm working on my TV voice, you like it? Um, I'm your host, Alex Coos, and of course, joining me for this episode is the qualifier queen herself, Sam Powell. What's up, everybody? Um, I'm trying to get a job, I guess, as like a like the announcer for Price is Right or something. You like literally got into that a little too much there, Alex, but I like it. I like I it. I used to I used to work at news a little bit in college. So uh, anyway, it's a new year and a new us. We haven't recorded since December. Um, so you know, we're we're back. Um, just a friendly reminder, don't forget that Clickstoff is sponsored by The Rock and Lucky Dice Games. Also, Clickstoff is sponsored by Troll and Toad. Shop trollandtoad.com for all of your Heroclix needs. Trollandtoad.com has one of the largest inventories of Heroclix figures and sealed items on the web. Look for all new Marvel Heroclix Earth X set to be available February 6th. Sam, how often do you buy on Troll and Toad? Do you peruse their plentiful inventory of Heroclix? I'll be honest, I think Daniel does enough shopping for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't need to go to Troll and Toad, but I know he's always buying from Troll and Toad, um, and also selling to Troll and Toad as well. So yeah. they're really good. They're really good people to us, and we're really happy that they sponsor our show. So yeah, and and before they even sponsor the show, I know me personally, I I prefer Troll and Toad. I, I, a lot of it has to be is because I'm here in Tennessee and they're in Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, so shipping. I think I've gotten it not obviously not same day, but I think I almost got it next day or the day after when I really yeah. needed some like a Nightwing ID card. I've ordered from them and I got it like I paid normal shipping and I got it in less than two days. It was great. Yeah. And, and with the experience I've had with Troll and Toad is at like the conventions, you know, nationals oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Gen Con and they were always so pleasant and um, they always have like just some random old clicks and you're just like, wow, I haven't seen that in a long time. Or, you know, you're just like, they actually still like have those out <laughs> and about, why would they bring that to convention? But it ends up selling. Yep. I mean, people like the old stuff, you know, I mean, you see someone always walking around with a fing fang foom. Oh you know? yes. So, oh yeah. Good old fing fang foom. Good old fing fang foom. I wish he was, you know, playable, but uh, could you imagine like walking like at a convention with like the orange fing fang foom? Like I'm gonna play this in Worlds today, guys. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I what's I don't even know was that a thing before? I I no. joined Hero Clicks way after. No, so. I don't think so. But could you imagine if it I was some love weird it. format like, or the Horror Clicks? They have the uh, uh, the Cthulhu, the the Cthulhu, yeah, Cthulhu, Cthulhu, or yeah, whatever. Cthulhu. However, Cthulhu. we say it. That's giant, like huge. I know a local player who brought one, and it is just massive, and it's a beautiful sculpt. 
some of those are worth a lot of money. Like yeah. a lot of money. It's so. a what it's what people were hoping the the uh, monster grab feed was going to be was a lot of those horror clicks type figures. But I like the set. I hope you know. I wonder why didn't why haven't they done a second one of those? I don't know. They don't make big hero clicks anymore. I mean, like, I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Now we get like colossals the size of giant girl, and you're like, well, that's not really colossal. But <laughs> <laughs> I want like something like huge. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Well, let's kick uh, everything off by rolling into click one. Click one. News and upcoming events. All right. We have a quite a few tournaments coming up in February. So let's kick things off by me telling you what all the tournaments we have coming up in February. Saturday, February 2nd, we have two rock qualifiers. One at the Rusty Scabbard in Lexington, Kentucky, and another at Eternal Games in Warren, Michigan. Sunday, February 3rd, we have one rock qualifier at MacNarb Games in Gontier, Mississippi. Saturday, February 9th, we have a qualifier at Highlander Games in Boonstown, New Jersey. We also have two regionals happening. One at Rockhead Games, at Comics and Games in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and another at Orkslayer in Youngstown, Arizona. Saturday, February 16th, we have a big regional down at Lucky Dice Games in Huntsville, Alabama. Sam, I, know, I think you're going to it. I'm going to that one for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely going to it also. <laughs> Click stuff uh, is representing. <laughs> Finally, on September, uh, Saturday, February 23rd, we have a qualifier at Space Cadets Gaming in Oak Ridge, Texas, and a regional at Comic Dimension in Greensboro, North Carolina. Be sure to check the Rock website for the many win maps. Those were only qualifiers and regionals that I talked about, but there's win maps going on all around the country. Check out the Rock website. And even if you're not looking for a rock type event, just take a gander at the win every once in a while. It's actually fixed. Uh, you know, they were having that issue for a while where you'd try to type in a zip code or something and it would the map would give you an error message. It was a pain for me. Uh, but it's all working now from what I could tell. Get on the win. Take a look at some of the upcoming WKOs in March. Maybe some pre-releases. Well, pre-releases are over. So releases. Uh, and just check out some fun local events. Yeah, I was looking at the Rock website uh, earlier, and Howard and them have done a really good job on making sure like things are up to date, and you can kind of see like where attorneys are, and it's it's. Yeah. I mean, like I'm astounded. Like, I there's so many events going on. Like, it's kind of like you have to, you have your choice of where to go, almost. You know. Oh uh, yeah, and, absolutely. And it's kind of one of those like I would love to travel to a lot of these places, but I'm just like I have to just pick and choose now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, I guess you could say that's one of the benefits to the partnership between Rock and WizKids is you know the win a maps and whatnot. In order to get a win a map, you have to officially register your event. You have to mm -hmm. say you can't just buy a win a map and say oh yeah we're having one yeah. Like, you can't just run, like, your friends and be like, oh, hey, we're, there's four of us, and we're all going to play and kind of split the prizing. It's like you have to register so you have people coming, and you're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, like, for for example, locally, um, we've been starting to do uh, Winamaps monthly, which we we never really played uh, a lot of rock events locally. Yeah. So we're doing a Winamap on the 21st of February, and if you look at the rock page, there it is, Winamap in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And that's our constructed winter map. And now I don't expect a lot of out-of-state people to come to that. But it's cool that a tournament locally is there on the Rock website. And it yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. 
it's but. nice also because like when Dale and I travel, like mm-hmm. when we go on vacation, we you know we check places like, hey, are you guys having any like, are you have a HeroClix night? Like, do you guys have a tournament coming up? Because like we like to support. You know the small stores and the out out of town stores. So we'll stop in by a couple boosters, and we're like, "Hey, do you have like a an event going on?" We'll we'll try to stop mm-hmm. in and play, um, just to kind of you know, it's always good to help the community and kind of. I like to play against new people all the time, so yeah. just to see different formats. But I, I really yeah. like in this win a map thing being cheap and easy to run, and um, you can play different formats and. I really yeah, like it. And, and I'm not saying this just because we're sponsored by The Rock. I don't want it to be one of those, oh, they're sponsored. Oh, yeah. They're trying to say good things about them. But for us locally, uh, we didn't have – most of the other players didn't have a good experience with Rock. And so they were kind of soured on the idea years ago. Um, and so with the new partnership, I kind of presented it. And I said, all right, hey, you know, we need to try this out. It's finally a way to get con LEs locally because not everyone travels from mm-hmm. in-state to somewhere else. And so we tried a sealed tournament in January. It went great. We had nine people, which was big for us. That's a um, that's a big win map yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great. Um, and so we kind of, everyone was on board, and we're going to do a win map monthly, uh, split, uh, alternating between sealed and constructed at two of our different stores. And it's, it's already showing that it's getting more local events involved mm-hmm. because... You know, you used to have just OP kits, and people would either just buy those online, or yeah. half of the figures aren't even good in some of the OP kits. So, yeah, I mean, it's... we have a few new players in our group. I mean, of course, when we have a win a map, you have like me, Jason, Daniel, you know, David. <laughs> You've got yeah. like a lot of good players, and you know, this a little intimidating. But, <laughs> but we, you know, we have a new few new players, and they come out, and you know, we we're making the formats, you know, like we're not playing modern all the time. So it's kind of making it more, you know, um, respectful to the casual players. And then like when we got done with our first one on map, you know, Daniel did it winning and then we kind of split the prizing and like the new players who were like, we've never played in a rock or anything. So we were like, here, take all these objects and take the dice. And they were like, (laughs) this is so cool. We're like, we just have a bunch of this stuff. So it was nice to kind of like, here you know come back and play with us and so I, i'm really digging this win a map thing i think it's it's cool and i like how the qualifiers are i mean they're they're ramping up there's a lot going on so. yeah and we're going to talk about some of the results of uh, recent qualifiers here in click number two but before we do let's talk a little bit about the recent news of sorts it's more of clarification of colossal proportions if you will um, last week, uh, WizKids came out with a rules addendum to two main topics of um, cosmic proportions, if you will. R.I.P. So giant one... girls. R.I.P. <laughs> so uh, the first part was not really so much of a change. It was more of a clarification. Uh, and it's about moving multi-base characters. So what it was is that they were basically saying, all right, you have a two-by-two character. You pick one square that you're going to be say that's the one you're moving from. And you basically move your person by that one square. So if you have to move six, you t- pick that one square, you move six and place your figure around. You do not make swings. Uh, I think that's the main thing they wanted to make sure to take away. 
was that people would say, all right, I'm moving the top left corner of my Colossal. I move six. And then I kind of just, you know, this one corner moved six and I'm flipping everything around to the other side because this one corner mm-hmm. only technically moved six. Um, they're saying, no, you need to drop that. Basically, yeah. you need to assume that you can fit through doors because I guess that was another confusion. Uh, if you went to a place like the underground or there's like a single hallway of some sort, you're like, all right, Colossus can't fit in there. And they're saying, no, you just can't end there, but you can walk through it. Yeah. Um, it's just you can't do the swinging. They they cl- came out and there was nothing in the rules that really defined, okay, you can't swing. I, I mean, really, it was just. Yeah, I really like this clarification because it came up in one of my games at the qualifier. Yeah, it's 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 one it's one that everyone kind of already assumed, but it wasn't written. Yeah, because my thing was is I was like, how is your colossal sidestepping for like there was one square that he was moving three, yeah. and I was like, wait a minute, and I, it was one of those like, you know, they were saying, well, this is how it was ruled in Worlds, and this is how it was ruled at Nationals, and it's like, okay, but like I I don't get how this one square like. You can't move. <laughs> so I'm glad that yeah. there's finally like in the rule book on clarification of colossal movement. So any judge, there's no disclaimer. There's no like, well, I was at Worlds. Well, I wasn't at Worlds. I wasn't in Philly. So I don't know who ruled that way. Like, was it Joe Schmo? Was it <laughs> Yeah. Like so I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, and of course we could probably blame Tyler for most of this. Um, yeah, thanks, did, Tyler. <laughs> not saying he did any swinging or anything like that, but generally when you see any sort of rules changes after Worlds, it's because the team that won Worlds they had to look closer, I guess, because you know Uni was doing well at the Rock Cup, and then we got the or no, uh, for example, last year's Worlds, uh, Goblin King won. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was part of uh, Howard's team. Yep. And right after that happened. Goblin King got in a uh, got a um, whatever it's called an errata. Mm-hmm. They, they changed them and nerfed them a bit. Unimind did the same thing after the Rock Cup that yeah they December kind of his stuff yep. So any kind of big tournament, they took a look at the teens and I hey that's kudos to Tyler because they didn't they didn't nerf really the the whales at all. They just said hey you you, you know for those wanting to play the whales don't swing. Yeah. Um, but the but next we do- part. But we do get to blame Tyler for another year of Green Arrow, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We just yeah. have to say that. I can say that on the podcast because I already told him I was going to. But we can blame Tyler Spees for a whole other year of Green Arrow if they don't retire him. <laughs> yeah, we're we're under the assumption is if Easton had won, they would have already retired. And that did an early Faust retirement for Green Arrow. So we like to poke fun at Tyler for that. Um, so Sam, what the second clarification of colossal proportions actually does change the rules a bit. And like you mm-hmm. said, it hurts the giant girls. What's 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 going on with that? So like I played the giant girls at Rock Cup and stuff, and like the the benefit of playing a, a high theme colossal giant girl whales team or something like that is like when you play an extended starting area, you know, the four by four like on Genosha or something like that, you know, you kind of like extended your starting area forward mm-hmm. so then like you know your objects were closer to you you know your millionaires and stuff like that and so it's kind of like it was it was a bonus you know you were like okay i'm extending forward i have less movement to get to your area um but now they are saying okay you can't go forward but you gotta go side to side right so now you have to start feeling side to side and that 
I don't know if it hurts, hurts a lot of teams, but I mean, it's going to change, I think, some of the, the big theme team colossals. Well, I'm I not think... sure you'll see many giant girl teams played. I... Well, but... I don't I don't know if it necessarily hurts the giant girls per se. Like you played like you said, you played the Avengers at the Rock Cup. How okay. detrimental would it be if you were not a couple squares away from your starting zone to pick up objects? Would it have well, been that big of a deal? I never picked up objects with the giant girls, but like I used the giant girl to sidestep carry Star Fox onto Mjolnir. Because it was five away, so she was she was two out from the starting area. She carried Star Fox sidestep. He was on Mjolnir turn two, mm-hmm. turn one. Right. You know, after calling in somebody or doing something. Um. And and also like if I go forward with the giant girls, like I could also have more movement to get forward. So then like I had more theme team probs in play. Right. You know, right. not really having to like take two actions to get a couple giant girls up there. I was just like, okay, I have enough movement with sidestep and my free movement from if you're if Hawkeye, you know, the Avengers, um, if a keyword of Avengers hit, they can move for free for yeah. two squares. I had that extra movement where I had the theme teams in play and I didn't have to spend the actions to get them up yeah. there. So, exactly. but. Well, I think one of the bigger takeaways from this isn't just that you're moving sideways now. They didn't just stop there. They also said when you're placing, initially placing your figures, you have to start with the Colossals and fill your starting area with Colossals first, moving down in size. Mm -hmm. So it isn't, all right, I can put Hawkeye, Star Fox here in the starting zone, and then I'm expanding out with my Giant Girls. It's, all right, I've got to fill the whole thing with Giant Girls until I can't put Giant Girls anymore. And then yeah. I put my little guys. So that means if you're playing six to eight Colossals, your little guys are probably going to be at the end, the corner mm-hmm. of the maps, which is yeah. going to be detrimental for some people. Yeah, that's definitely, it hurts. I mean, like, I don't know if it really hurts the whales. I know the whales team, it it hurts them in the fact that Tyler can't move as far out. For turn one, yeah. Turn one. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know if having mini shredder on the end is detrimental because he can just put a whale there and the whales then carry in many but as far as an avengers team yeah that's that's rough like if your star fox and hawkeye are out in the open and you don't have other things by it then you're kind of now i haven't placed it on the maps i haven't you know i haven't really put the avengers team out since you know rock cut but yeah. Who knows? Someone probably has already done it and knows how to map it out, and it doesn't really affect it. I don't. I don't well, know. we will talk about that a little bit in the qualifier section because PJ did play that team. PJ That's, did. Yes, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, just a few more points about the expanding starting uh, starting areas I want to talk about. Um, so one thing they said is that when you are taking into consideration placement for special terrain, uh, special objects, anything that you have to be you know, around your starting areas, you consider the new expanding starting areas for those placements. You don't consider the original one until the beginning of game. So unfortunately, that means Groot is still kind of hosed because his whole I give you Leslie, you give me two. I have two walking woods is a beginning of game thing. But if you expand your starting areas, your objects now have to go five squares away. So if you do have a bajillion 
Colossals and you do expand one row, you know, you've expanded all your columns and then you go mm -hmm. one row, you have to go five squares from that row now. So it's yep. not, you're not to get to, you know, I get one square closer. You have to. Now your object that. is one square closer to your opponent. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and I will say, I have always found the setup portion of the game to be the messiest part of the game, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Because it is. if we're sitting down playing and you're playing your Avengers team and I'm playing, I don't know, a one-man army team, Goblin King or Unimine mm -hmm. or something, you're going to sit down and already have in your head exactly how you're laying everything out. And in the old rules, you already knew that you're expanding by two columns, two rows, or three columns, mm -hmm. two rows. And you generally automatically set them up, put them down, and I just have to assume that your team can't fit in the normal starting area. Like, I basically have to trust what you're doing. And yeah. I could trust you, Sam, but there might be some players that are like, oh yeah, you expand by three, and then just go do it. And then mm -hmm. they put their figures down however they do it, and I have no idea if they fill their starting area. Or if they get three, maybe they only get one. I have no yeah. idea. This makes it where, yes, you have to visibly fill your starting area with your Colossals before you can expand. Yeah, I think one thing that, I mean, I play a lot of tournaments around here. And I mean, the people I play against, I know, right. and are, you know, friends and we're friendly and we're, you know, and, and but I think what people need to realize is like, there's a, there's a set way of doing it when you, like you roll for map and then like player one needs to place their figures first. Mm -hmm. Like I know when I'm playing against someone I know, it's like okay we're setting up and like they meet play be player two and they're already set up and I'm like dude I'm still getting my figures out like you gotta give me a second you know like I think that's something that as a community we have to like realize that player one needs to set up first mm -hmm. and then player two can determine like okay are you expanding how how do I expand mm -hmm. and and then go from there. Like, I know we're all, like, friendly and we're all trustworthy, but I think if we got into that system where we did that, then when we get up to high competition, there's no there's no big arguments. There's no big, like, well, I don't know. Like, he didn't let me set up first. Well, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, I, I am in, I, I mean, I don't play a lot of heavy Colossal teams, like a ton of Colossals, but <laughs> I can see people who play Colossals like Avengers regularly mm -hmm. not liking the change but it's one where they're just gonna have to get used to it i, I think it's a good change i, I think it's a it, good change yeah i thought I, it was silly that you can expand the starting area like four and go like i'm four squares closer to you now like like you said in genosha where you're like significantly mm -hmm. closer to me now yeah i so. mean like I, like i said i don't know i haven't put on the map i think it just if i was to play avenger i think it's gonna hurt my just how i play avengers now Different people play Avengers teams different than I do. Just, I'm thinking how I played it in Rock Cup. If I had this change, I don't know if I'd play Avengers in Rock Cup with this change. Just because I don't have that extra boost of, hey, I'm yeah. closer to you. I'm standing right on top of my Mjolnir, vice versa. Yeah, exactly. So. All right, well, let's get into click number two, our tournament reports and analysis. Click two. Tournament reports and analysis. I'll kick things off with the result from our Rock Online qualifier that we had on January 26th. We had 13 players, so it was a good turnout into the qualifier. And we had some big-name players. It was stacked. It yeah, was super stacked, man. 
And we had we had PJ, we had Tyler, we had George Masu, Nate White, Michael Love, Lucas Van Hollen, a lot of other people out there that came to play. It was really fun to watch. Um, I helped set up, but uh, uh, my man Chad was the one who judged it, and he did a great job judging the tournament. So thank you, Chad, for doing that. Um, but the winner of the tournament was once again PJ Bolin won the tournament. He had a very, very close win and went down to the second turn. Second turn. <laughs> win over Nate White. Um, which uh, that's not a slight at you, Nate. I'm sorry. It's just really funny to, to see that. Um, PJ played. And the thing is, Nate plays Avengers teams all the time. So yeah. I, I bet he just knew it was coming. Like he was just like, well, <laughs> all right, here we go. Like, let's. But my, but well, my it, depends on. Let's do this. <laughs> well, funny enough, PJ played Tyler earlier in the event, and they met again in top four because we cut the top four. Yeah. And basically, Tyler uh, Tyler said, "I'm not playing this again because PJ <laughs> Tyler's playing Wales, and Avengers is one of the not a definite counter. But if he loses map, it's it's he could win, but it's a rough go. I'll tell and you so what. He, next time I see Tyler, I'm going to smack him just because he didn't play Professor X. <laughs> yes, that was the main reason he didn't want to play it again. Um, so PJ's team, he played the Avengers theme team with Hawkeye and Star Fox and a mountain of giant girls. And uh, you had a ton of, you know, your Eric Masterson, your old man Cap. Um, but he also, he didn't play Mjolnir. He played Exospecs, which I believe he put on Star Fox. And then he really, the reason he played this team is because he wanted to play at least once. Proximina Midnight Spear on Hawkeye. From what I understand, that yeah. is the reason why he played this team. He really because Hawkeye could do that where the spear, I think, is if you do a ranged action, you can get like deal them damage and they get a mobile or something like that. Yeah. I'd have to look it up. Yeah. Um, but the range is only six, so Hawkeye loses two to his range. But I think it's a May. You don't have to do it, right? Or do you have to? I think you have to, because when I was thinking about playing the spear. It was one of those like, ooh, I really like his eight range though. Yeah. Well, we well, look it up. I mean, I, I guess that's fair. We're not encyclopedias, um, people. I mean, okay, so you're talking for, to Sam here. So, <laughs> all right, so it's eight points indestructible range action. Make a range attack with a range value of six. So you don't have to. It's a range action to do this. So you do a running shot, and you could just regular attack instead of doing this. So he can do a running shot hit normal running shot hit normal now he's within six and then he could target us and yeah, yeah. Set the spear yeah that's so if kinda it, gross way yeah, to go if it, pj if it was a requirement <laughs> i would say that's not good but it's hmm. i it, it's interesting i we might see it again we might not i don't know oh we'll um, definitely see it for sure yes. somebody I mean, will play it no 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 because pj is such a high level player and people people take you know, I'm, I don't want to say net deck, but people will be like, oh, PJ won with it. I could still play with it. You know, how many people have been playing, you know, Uni Mine and stuff because, you know, Dale did so well with it. So, I mean, it, it'll but, get people thinking about it. And it's, yeah. you know, it goes from shower thoughts. You know, you're in the shower and you're you're scrubbing. You're like, oh, that would be a great idea to put this on this person. I yeah. should play this team. It goes I mean, from that. Was, yeah. I mean, Hawkeye was one of the first people that everybody was like, the spirit needs to go on Hawkeye. I'm yep. glad that PJ made it work. I'm super happy. But next time I see Tyler, I'm definitely going to smack him just because he didn't play Professor X. Because every time I played Tyler, <laughs> he played Professor X. 
<laughs> well, to be fair, I, I, I don't know if he owns Professor X currently because I, I loaned him mine. So for Worlds. So he may not have one currently. Come on, Tyler. You won Worlds. You can buy a Professor X Prime. Um, <laughs> You know what? I should trade mine and say this was from... This, it's this a world champion piece. Yeah. We'll talk about that in the buy, sell, hold section. There you go. Have Tyler uh, sign the card, too. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Nate a little bit. Uh, he came in second. He was rocking a pretty much a trademarked Nate White build. Uh, it consisted of uh, Thrill Killer Robins, is kind of his bread and butter, Chase Angel. Um, he loves both of those figures for mm -hmm. good reason. Um, he had two Surters. He had some Groots, I think more than one. Maybe more than one. Not just one Groot. He had a bunch of giant girls, a Carnage, and a big Tony. Uh, he had the Robin map bonus, which I believe allows them to ignore hindering for movement. Um, and then a bunch of idea IDs. He also had a Proximity Midnight Spear also. Um, so nice. if you, for those that aren't aware, um, just send Nate a message because he'll gladly tell you about Thrill Killers. Um, he loves those Thrill, uh, thrill Killer Robins. For good reason. Yeah. Uh, I really like them. Uh, it's mostly when a character is KO'd by attack after resolutions, remove an action token from Robin. But additionally, when Robin is KO'd, give an action token to each opposing character within six squares. And he's only 40 points. He's got great stats. He's got stealth. If you give him that if you give him that Robin uh, map bonus where he can ignore hindering, I believe, for movement, um, he can get nasty real fast. I mean, yeah. for a little four-point figure. I had the joy of playing against these Thrill Killer Robins. I think it was the first time I ever played Nate. It was in Lexington. And I think it was the limited format that we played mm -hmm. in. And, dude, they are, like, they're a pain in the butt. Like, for <laughs> real. Like, because you're just, like, you want to, like, you don't want to deal with them. But then, like, right. you're killing other things. And they're, like, okay, take an action token off. And you're, like, son of a. Like, so they're always attacking. Like, if you kill something, <laughs> they're always attacking you. And they do have good stats. So then I was like, crap, I got to deal with these stupid Robins because they're only 40 points. So I'm like, here I am trying to take down like the heavy hitter that can really screw with me. But then like, I got these 40 point figures that are just messing with me. And I'm like, okay, I got to start taking these 40 point characters out now. So. You know you know what I want to see? I want to see a Thrill Killer Robin and a bunch of those foot elite soldiers oh gosh so and if you then they kill... just kill themselves and then you just take tokens off and yeah because if you don't kill my whole force in one turn the moment you kill someone all my robins will be able to attack because they won't have action tokens and then all the foot soldiers will be able to throw stuff which we did have a foot soldier team in the tournament um hunter man played it uh that's kind of his go-to and it, it's always fun watching him play it because it's a team you wouldn't think about but it, it but if you don't blow. think about it, it creeps up on you, and you're like, "Holy cow! What what just happened?" Exactly. You know, there's so many good teams that are out there that I, I just it astounds me when I think I look at these build sheets. I'm like, "How did that work?" And you look, and you're like, "Wow, that really did work!" Like, I still now, think Pim Tank would be good at 150. You know, <laughs> if people would just play it. <laughs> Uh, now you can see all the bills for this qualifier on our rock online facebook group uh, i posted it under the announcement of pj winning and we i posted all of the builds on there so definitely check it out if you're interested we have the gold silver bronze you know first second and third out there in color so you know who won what uh sam so i heard that there's a little qualifier up there in the midwest in your neck of the woods why don't you tell us about that yeah we did we had one in owensboro 
and um, I whooped up on some boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I did win. I end up winning, but uh, I um, it was close. Like mm-hmm. I went in there and I was like, I was telling people, I was like, I'm about sixty percent confident. Like I am not super confident in this. It was a stacked tournament. We had, I think, fifteen players, um, which was nice. good because for what we had, we had some snow that oh, morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was not the best weather. But we had a good turnout. Um, I mean, I was looking around the room and I was like, wow, like we're going to have a top four. And like there's 12 players here that could be fighting for fourth, you know. And um, I was lucky enough to get in top four with um, our teammate David. Um, He was playing a don't die team. Oh, Um, yes. Yes, a pain in the butt. Um, but then also Bob and Randy from Team CWO made top four, and um, Bob and and uh, Randy were playing such an awesome team, um, just out of the box. And they come up with Randy comes up with some just rando teams that you're just like, wow, that worked, and that's rando. awesome. <laughs> um, but they were playing like I have Bob's sheet here. Um, like Star Fox, they're playing the two starter, no, Fast Forces Hulk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those you know, the starter Hulk set Quake and stuff. Yeah. Um, they were playing the Venom Harness, Exospecs. Sometimes they were, I think Bob was playing the Mirror. Did you say they were, they had. Did you say they were playing the Venom Harness? Yeah, the Venom Harness, Exospecs, Mirror, okay. uh, Miss Marvel, like five giant girls. They had um, the Tony Stark car, yeah. and they had a bunch of IDs. So they were basically coming over and making, like, four attacks with Hulks. Yikes. Yikes. Um, and they had two Hulks. So it was it was rough. Like, I played Bob in top four, and he, play, he paced, placed me on the WizKids office. Mm-hmm. And I basically moved up, and I, I stayed in stealth. And... I made him kind of move up to me, and I just had to be like, okay, he's going to come up with Hulk. Like, I know at some point he's going to have to. And he had to block some walls, get into position, came up with Hulk. He did up hitting my uni, um, but I hit, like, three shape changes in a row. Ooh, clutch. And um, from then, I just killed Hulk, and I just kind of stood my ground. So um, it was interesting. It was very interesting. I was quite... Shocked. I know David played, was it Bob and Swiss? And David was like, I did not expect the Hulk to come over and hit me four times. So it was neat. I played David in the finals. Um, David and I had played each other for like four times before that because <laughs> we're teammates. We practice. We play against each other on Thursdays. Um, yeah. You know, if you talk to Daniel, I don't play Unimine very well. <laughs> yeah, you do not. No one asked Daniel about this match, please. Cause... Yes, they will. He'll give you an earful of what I did wrong, but um, I keep reminding him that I did win. So uh, yeah. there were That's many matches. Yeah, there were many matches that Daniel came around and he just kind of looked at me. I was just like, okay. Um, and afterwards, he's like, "Why did you do that? I, you shouldn't have done that. You should have done this." I'm like. Well, it worked out for me, so I didn't see it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll admit I was watching it online at home, and I, there was a part where you were up on points, and the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, 
I, I felt like it, this was an episode of The Flash. Because I was sitting there like, run, Sam, run, run. And you're like, ah, I think I'll pick Flurry or something. And you're just going to attack. I'm like, no, please. Yeah, I know. I totally did not remember that David had exo- exospec. Because during the first game we played in Swiss, I shot his exospec's turn. Turn uh. one. Like, I moved out. Like, he, he, like, I just shot him. And so he didn't have him. So then we met in the finals. And, like, here I am, like, I was super tired. Like, yeah. I was drained. I felt like how people were like, no stress. You know, she's pregnant and everything. I'm like, no, I was dying. <laughs> like, I was drained. I was, like, I was borderline just going to, like, give up. But, and then I was like, okay, um, Logjaw pick Flurry, um, rolled a six. And I was like, oh, shit. And he's like, and I'm like, you have freaking exospecs. Like, and I was like, oh my God, here goes Lockjaw. Like, Lockjaw's gonna die. But yeah, it's just, I make mental mistakes and I'm not perfect. And, but, what? Uh, <laughs> I know. Hey, but, but it you was, won. I, it, hey, I won and it was fun. And like I said, it was really good, really, really good time there. So it, it was, was nice. Enter- to, it, was it was nice to win at the slaughterhouse. So. It, it was very entertaining to watch. I will give you that. Yeah. I mean, I think I hit three or four crit hits against David. <laughs> yep. So, yep, I mean, I now he that. blames it on the baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, um, they also had a tournament in Texas. Uh, what? The same weekend and um, got some of their results. Uh, Jeff Faro won. I believe he's part of Team Juggernaut. Mm-hmm. And he won with the the typical Texas team. I believe you know the Captain Kirk Overdrive Ironheart Whiz Kid Sam Cap Groot Surter Giant Girl Pin Pocket Tank and some ID cards and, and a cowboy hat and he also played with uh, the Venom Harness so I'm wondering if he put the Venom Harness on Cap or Captain Kirk I would think Kirk I was cause... thinking that too because then he moves he can I think Quake or Blades for free. Uh, sure. Well, with Venom Harness, well, Venom Harness gives you plus one to all stats and you get Battle Fury. It's at range. But I, you know, but I think range. Captain Kirk, when he's moved or placed, he can use Blades or something free. But it is a typical typical team that you see down in that region. I know a bunch of the uh, Clicksmen have been playing it. Some played it at the Rock Cup and stuff. It's actually a really, really good team. I really like it. It's really get into your face and let's roll some dice kind of team. Yeah kind of throws you off guard um but yeah I, I kudos to jeff for winning with that um i'm looking through the sheets here you know there so, was... so real quick before you before you look at the rest of the sheet yeah let me clarify because i'm sure people's gonna be like oh no they don't know captain kirk uh captain kirk if he has not moved this turn he may use close combat expert as free okay so so i'm guessing that was the thought process there anyway continue but think, sorry but i think if even if he's carry, he can still do it. That's why they're doing it. Right. If he like, hasn't over, moved. Yeah. Overdrive carries him, places him, and then he can use yep. close combat. Yep. So, um, it's, like I said, it's really, really good. Like, just in your face. I, I mean, mean you, you give him Venom Harness, he gets through Shape Change, you put both of close combat into damage, and he's doing 11 attack for 5 damage. Yeah. I mean, that's that's good. And he's got a Perplex from Sam Cap. And Ironheart has an outwit top dial. Yep. So depending on the placement, it could just 
And you got WizKid. WizKid, yeah. It's it's really, really good. I've seen it and I've seen it played and it it'll creep up on you and it's Yep. Pretty it's pretty good. It's, like I said, the Clicksmen are the are the ones that I think uh you know came up with it and they've been running it a lot then so um there was another team on here there was a green arrow team green arrow anarchy you know i always love anarchy teams yeah um to matt donham played alex wilder uh sheriff strange satana lord chaos and oh yeah lord yeah, chaos and master order and uh try sentinel and a start card i thought that was really cool because i mean try sentinels we saw the couple teams uh, play that at ours and it was uh if you don't know what tricentinal does please read up on it because it's gross and awesome at the same time mm -hmm. and um to see lord chaos and master order played is just awesome and of course sheriff strange you're going to see sheriff strange played you know all around now because if you play sheriff strange with tricentinals you're going to have a good time yeah <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny, Sheriff Strange, not to go off on a tangent, but yeah. Sheriff, Sheriff Strange is one of those pieces where everyone talks about it, him being played and playing him, but no one ever does. Like, I haven't seen, like, I don't think anybody in uh, the Rock Online tournament played it. Maybe there was one person who played it. Um, here's a, here's the thing oh, I we did have, we We did have one, uh, Kurt Calvadores. Yeah. Did play one. I, yes. I think that it's playable. I mean, Jason played a team that's, it's gross. I did not want to play against Jason. I did have to play against Jason Swiss. I only beat him by 10 points. It is mm -hmm. so gross. Um, you put two of them together. Now, the only bad thing with Share Strange is like, it takes a lot of positioning. It takes a lot of setup yeah. as far as, you know, like with a uni team or a Sam Cap team or something, you can kind of just like throw them out there and like, you just play. With the share of strangers, you kind of have to set it up and make sure you have your ducks in a row and and know. So I think I think people are still playing around with it, but yeah. it's good. Like I have had to play against it, and like I said, if you don't know what tri sentinels do, look it up. Oh, it's and I I will be I will be amiss to say that Lucas Van Holland also played share of strange. He'd be very mad at me if I did not mention he also. Played. I mean, so I, I had two. And I think people are thinking like, oh, well, the only good part of Sheriff Strange is like if you do the call out, you do double action token. That's not the only good thing about Sheriff Strange. He's mystics. He's he's got the plus to perplex it. He's got a perplex. And I mean, it's it's gross. Yeah. Like if, I, if the right person gets a hold of him and makes the right team. And I'm, I'm telling you, like, Daniel and Jason and them are, are close. They're really yeah. close. And I think if the right person gets a hold of it and gets it gets it mapped down to maps and placement, it's going to be unstoppable. I only beat it by 10 points, and I was playing the uni build. Yeah. Like, it came down to if I hit a 7 or 8. I think I had to hit, had to hit, had to hit an 8. And if I hit the 8, turn 2, I win. Now, I would I wouldn't say I win necessarily. Now I had to hit some shape changes and he had mm -hmm. to miss a couple times, but it significantly ups my chances of winning. But I have to hit that eight. I don't hit that eight, I just lose. Period. Done. Might as well just say you won. Here's six hundred and seventy points. Let's go on and have a cheeseburger. 
<laughs> so, um, I, I, th- I think Sheriff Strange would see a lot more play if Blackbird was back in the picture. To be honest, yeah, because Sheriff Strange essentially it doesn't shut down a Blackbird team, but it slows it down significantly. Now, I think Black will, Blackbird will come back after yeah. retirement. Well, that's debatable. I mean, you might see. Well, everything changes when retirement comes. Hawkeye I just goes think, away. Yep, but I Sheriff Strange still comes. exists. I, uh, I mean, I don't think it's slow. I don't think it is detrimental, as detrimental to the Blackbird as Hawkeye is. I think you'll but, see you'll see the Wolverine teams come back. I think, but Blackbird, you know, does the first turn, call in somebody, then pop out like leech or someone and you can't do that unless you want the blackbird to just chill in the back because he's going to get two tokens and push but there's leaderships i know there's lots so, of leaderships you, it's i mean it's risky you, you take your chances on hitting you know a leadership or two you know so that's true i, I mean i give it to matt and on him i i mean like i gave him a hard time because he plays goblin king a lot and i was so proud of him for playing a non-goblin king team but to see <laughs> lord chaos and master order played i was like wow someone played with that that's like a paperweight right now but <laughs> i i will say matt donham is most likely going to be disappointed in him because he really does love those bad rocks from uh vendors defenders war they, <laughs> they will be retiring soon so my heart goes right. out to you, Matt Donham. I'm sorry. I feel like oh, there's going to be a lot of people down in the Texas area that are going to be really sad come uh, retirement. Like, Micah played his shredders. Oh, yep. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, there was some Green Arrow Anarchy teams. And the, the Captain America, Captain Kirk team is, is solid. Um, I give it up to Jeff for winning with it. Um, I know they had a good turnout. So, I mean... This level of play is insane, and I like I I go into tournaments not super co- uh, confident anymore because there's so many teams out there that you're just like I don't even know what this piece does, and you're just kind of you're in you're in the dark almost. And there's a lot of good players now, so and it's January, and it's January. So what's gonna be like in June? <laughs> That's a, yeah. This is usually the December. January is usually the dead time, and December was a little slower. But man, January is kicking up, kicked off with a lot of high quality tournaments. So, oh yeah, a little bit of a taste to come, I think. Yeah, definitely. So a little bit of peek behind the curtain. Right now, or sometime soon, the men are are the the, the other guys. The main three are recording their other episode of Clickstaff at the same time. Is that right? Yeah, they're okay. they're recording here soon. Um, they're doing a big set review, but so I felt a, I felt a little jelly that we didn't get to do a set review. Um, so here's what I want to do. We're not going to go through. Um, well, I would like to go through almost every piece, but I, I want it to almost be like a rapid fire type scenario because I feel like Sam, that your opinion and my opinion matter. Um, People to... do listen to us. Now they yes. may not agree with us, but they do listen. <laughs> So the way I want to break this down is I want to do what I call trash, casual, borderline, or meta. Every piece is going to fall into this category. Either the piece is absolute trash and shouldn't be played. It's casual, so if you're playing in a local 400 event, great. Um, Borderline is, eh, it's not going to be a staple on meta teens, but maybe in the right spot it could. 
or just plain out meta, you will see this piece. Maybe not on every team, but it's definitely gonna you're gonna see it. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know you haven't played in a ton of pre-releases. I played in two, and we the second one we opened a lot of different boosters to do a, a cool sealed event. So I've yeah. played with a lot of these figures. Um, so we'll kind of bust through some of the comments real quick. Do you have, do you have your figures up? You're ready to look at this on I'm, I'm ready to look. Yep. All right. So we've got, um, spider girl one a, what are you thinking? Um, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I haven't really played much, so I'm going to leave this mostly up to you. Okay. I got a few that I've played with or seen play that I'm like, Oh, I hate that. I played that and it was really good, but I didn't see spider girl. Okay, so Spider Girl, she's definitely going to be a casual piece. She's got some new Warriors, Young Avengers keywords. It's the Mae Parker Spider Girl. She'll be pretty good. Okay stats, sort of. Um, she's probably a casual piece. Um, the Prime version Venom, um, I this will be casual too. I think it might be borderline for your like Rock Age events because uh, she could, can be brought in. Well, now she'll take your Prime spot. But she can be brought in technically with the Venom ID card. Um, mm-hmm. And she has that incapacitate when Venom uses it after resolutions give an action token to each other opposing character within two squares and line of fire of a hit target. So if you needed to do like a blanket across the board, like Venom hit for in cap. Eh, so she's if there's a borderline borderline caption that she would probably fit into that. Mm-hmm. You got Silver Sable um, at number two. She... I, she's okay. She, her stats are alright. 11 attack, 3 damage, leadership, energy explosion, mastermind, which I'm not thrilled with as a defensive power. Yeah. Um, but the key thing is, is during force construction, choose a named keyword, and she gets that. So it's not just like Thanos Prime, where he gets just a random keyword. Um, she can get a named one. So there might be a scenario where you've got 50 points, you need a leadership um she's got okay stats for 50 points okay range you might need to fit her in um you probably have better options but if you're trying to make a spy theme or you're trying to make one of those random midnight suns or one of those random keywords that just doesn't have enough she could fill in yeah um kind of skipping ahead we got lizard Um, my general opinion of all these sinister syndicate low point 50 point figures is there's I would say almost all of them are borderline. A lot of people won't agree with that. But Sinister Syndicate got a huge boost this set. There's a lot of really good Sinister Syndicate. And most of these 50.1s has the whole Sinister Six United, which gives them stealth. um, But only if you have three or more characters. Improved movement ignores hindering if you have five or more. But the big one is if you have six, their combat values are increased by one. Yeah, Um, I ran into a lot of that in our sealed. People play the Sinister Syndicate and... Like, running into stealth, I was like, dang it, I don't have anything that busts stealth, you know? And yeah. um, and then they were like, I'm fall plus ones. And you're like, oh, great, I'm a 10 attack on your 18. <laughs> exactly. Or 19, almost. And you're like, great. And then a lot of them have combat reflexes in their lower dials. And you're like, dang it, now I'm hitting like a, I need a 9. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it does a, where... it's, it's definitely playable right now. Uh if you have the right setup and right points and everything like that. So yeah, it, it falls in the category of the King sharks. Yeah. 
because they have the same trait and they rely on six people. And mm-hmm. what do you know? Lizard at number three and Rhino at number five have animal keyword. So there you go. Go crazy. There you go. Put him with Lockjaw. <laughs> um, number four, Morbius is trash. I'm sorry. Zombie, yeah. Zombies aren't good. He's cool and sealed because um, he's got outwit. But I'm not paying 60 points for five clicks and no reducers. Yeah. He's got 17 willpower. Rhino's sculpt is pretty good. Just, uh, yep. I mean, his center some sin again, but his sculpt is pretty good. Sandman's sculpt is pretty good. I pulled Sand- Sandman, but I did not play Sandman because I didn't really like what he does. But <laughs> Surprisingly, he was great in Sealed because he's got top dial, super senses, and shape change. And shape change. And, and then if he has no action tokens, he chooses a standard power printed yep. on his card that he cannot already use. So he's got sidestep, and then you basically give him charge. So he's got he's moving for six squares at least with the charge. Mm-hmm. So and nice. and in most <coughs> field events, he has the Spider Man. He has the Spider Man team ability. So I copied Underworld, and so he carried all his Sinister Syndicate buddies all around the place, and was like, all right. And he chose, I chose Invulnerable. So I've got <laughs> Super Sensitive, Shape Change, and Invulnerable. And, and that's huge and sealed, because a lot of these pieces are like three damage, two damage. Yeah. So, so I don't think, I, the Sinister Syndicate, like I said, I'm going to put all of them on Borderline. Same with, um, um, hold on. Okay. So I would put all the Sinister Syndicate basically in the borderline field. Um, only because there's just so many in this set and there's so mm-hmm. many opportunities. And we'll just go ahead and skip ahead because, you know, a lot of these other figures are just kind of common. Is there any in the comments that you really just kind of looked at and said, yeah, that guy's pretty cool. I really wanted to put him or play him or... Um, I played with... Who gives you the hired flunky? Almost um, everyone, almost every, I don't think any of the commons do. No, who um, was the guy I played? I don't know, he's got like leadership, and then like if you hit the leadership, you can do like two hard flunkies. So there's um, actually, there's probably at least like. Well, yeah, I played with one grip. of those guys. Gosh, <laughs> I can't remember his name. Like I said, I only played one sealed <laughs> of this set. So this is um, clearly why you and I are not on there. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Enough. We're not we're not qualified for this part, but <laughs> um, it was actually really cool because I hit a lot of leaderships and I was like, um, the one has stealth, nine attack, one exploit damage, yeah, uh, with a five range. So I mean, like, there were times where um, I was hitting, I was just shooting a piece with no reducer or even with like invulnerability. I was just like pushing them to death. Or nice. hitting a piece with mystics with it, just to kind of get them off the board. And they were, they were kind of like I tied up a couple pieces with them. So they're really good, like tie-up pieces. So yeah, I mean, uh, I put I, that on borderline. Well, I, I had I had a bad experience with mine because I stupidly played a team where I was making sure I had six figures, so Sandman and Vulture and Lizard could have plus one stats. First turn, I hit that six, and I'm like, heck yeah, I get hired flunkies. <laughs> I pop them out on the field, and I'm like, son of a gun, what have I just done? I had eight <laughs> figures. So I proceeded to take two turns to 
pushed him to death. So yeah. I went back to six. Um, but real quick, personally, me for some of the comments, the 014 Black Panther, um, he's pretty expensive at 90 points, but he gives a lot for 90 points because he has traded stealth, blades, claws. He has top dial, combat reflexes, super senses, willpower, leadership, outwit, charge, mm-hmm. precision strike. That's a lot. Um, it's so a lot with, yeah. Um, Zero range, though. Mm. Well, he's a Black Panther. What are you expecting? 90 points and no indom either. That's that's. Well, no, he's got top click willpower. Willpower, but yeah. But I, I get you. I get you. You know, he gets hit once, and you're just kind of like, okay, now I'm just got a you know ninety point figure out here that's kind of stuck, and I'm not really okay. anything. One figure in the comments, because I only think there's really one that is gonna hit the meta. I think is what everyone calls Spider Dad, Spider Man fifteen. Is that the fat Spider-Man that Jason talks yes. about? Yes. Yeah, he's all on that right now. <laughs> it's because he has a Spider-Man ally and police team abilities. Mm-hmm. He's only 30 points. He has EarthX, Spider-Man family, police, and reporter keywords. He only has one special power. Leap climb. When Spider-Man moves after resolutions, you may choose a friendly standard character adjacent to a square he moved through. If you do... Place that character adjacent, and it can't be given a costed action this turn. So it's basically a really fancy way of writing carry without him actually carrying anybody. Yeah, so you're moving him, then you're like, okay, place this character next to him because he would move kind of next to that square. And it's kind of a neat way to get like an outwit without moving your outwit like a costed action to move your outwit. Yeah, like I can see, and he's only 30 points. He also has support... Only a nine attack though, so it's not amazing. Um, he does click down on click three. He's four clicks long. Click three, go to perplex. Um, but he has that movement power, the whole dial. So mm-hmm. he, he might be like a cheap Spider-Man family carry taxi sort of. Um, he's just he's so cheap, and that like pseudo carry was yeah. super helpful and sealed. And I could see someone doing something with him. Because he's only 30 points, and once Overdrive's gone, there's not a lot of... Chi- there's You still got Kite Man, but there's not a ton of cheap, cheap, cheap taxis, and he's yeah. kind of pseudo-a-taxi, if you will. Yeah. Alright, so have you taken a look at any of the uncommons? Is there anything that, you know, pops out I, at you and you're like, oh yeah, that's I amazing. I played uh, King Britain. Really? I pulled him in our sealed and played him, and he was actually awesome. Now he's 120 points. He's got Indom. <laughs> he has Flight, which is awesome and sealed because mm-hmm. he carried some of my figures around. But he's got an 18, you know, impervious defense. Um, and then if he's the only friendly character close to an opponent's starting area, friendly characters modify defense plus one. So, like, oh. you're moving him out and you're leaving all your other characters back and you're just like, okay, <laughs> now they've all got plus one. Um, he's kind of hard to kill. He's got an 18 defense. He's got four damage with leadership. Um, and you may choose up to two characters instead of one. So, and then when you hit him, um, with an attack, you remove an action token from him. So he can take a few hits. Yeah, I dig it. You know, um, and if you're going to hit him, then you're taking a mystics. Yep. He's mystics. And then he's also taking an action token off. So then now he's going to really wreck your face with four damage or three damage. Um, 
So I digged him. I think he was great. Only <laughs> problem is he got outwitted a lot. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, you know, but um, he was actually really fun to play. So I don't see him being meta or anything like that, but I think he's he's a good, fun piece to play, like, on a, a rando, you know, weekly night, and you're like, oh, I'm going to play a 120-point Mystics piece that's going to be hard to kill, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I unfortunately never got to play him. Um, I played surprisingly with almost the rest of these uncommons. They're okay, most of them, because you got mm-hmm. a lot of the um, kind of the the crime boss ones, crime master, fancy Dan. Yeah. Um, Jackal is out there. Who, he's sinister syndicate and is pretty neat. Uh, I think the only really standout one from the uncommons is going to be your um, President Osborne, who I can yep. see definitely being on a sinister syndicate theme team you throw him out with a doc Ock, the the cool le one which is still legal mm-hmm. um and that means he could be the bodyguard and get plus one to his attack and de- uh, defense because you don't want to do damage obviously yeah um and then he could create hired flunkies he could do leadership you know he's pretty darn good for 50 points and once he um, gets those hired flunkies he just puts those by them by him and then you're just mad he masterminds them to them and mm-hmm. you're just getting zero points yeah Yep, and, and then he can start those hired flunkies. You know, they gain the keywords of all friendly characters with the mm-hmm. Underworld team ability. So that means that all the flunkies now have Sinister Syndicate, and they're going to carry around your dog out now if you really need them to. Yeah, I had to use Energy Explosion to get <laughs> rid of all of Daniel's freaking hired flunkies next to his President Osborne. Because so I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I'm not going to keep hitting your President Osborne. I'm just going to freaking Energy Explode them all to get them off the dang board. <laughs> now what are you going to mastermind to? <laughs> um, so. I, I will say that there is one figure definitely in the uncommons that is going to be in the meta. And you should expect to see him. At least personally, I think so. And that's the Skull at number yep. 30. He's only 40 points, um, only three clicks, but he's got leadership top dial, which is always mm-hmm. big. Um, he's got a special mind control trait. He could do mind control when the skull uses it as a range action. He may target one character regardless of rain, range, still requires line of fire, but can't target other characters. So if you put him on yeah. a theme team, which he has crappy keywords, he only has Earth X, but you could build a decent Earth X team. Um, if you could build a, a decent one high enough where you can win map, you put them on an open map, like sporting arena, mm-hmm. or you probably don't want that much hindering. So, uh, something more open than that. You could start mind controlling people from across the field. Now you're sub, you know, you got colossals to worry about, but, um, that's where the next one is. As long as you don't mind control Surter, his defensive power, he has two stop clicks. Mm-hmm. Two. Yeah. For 40 points. That he's gonna be good if you need him. You can put him on there as a forty-point leadership, and he's gonna be a constant threat because he can just mind control you from across the field if he wants to, mm-hmm. as long as he's got line of fire. So yeah, that's that's gross because that and he's got twelve attacks starting out. Yep. So there's really no need for a perplex on attack or anything like that. You can just save your perplex for a defense or something like that. And, yeah, he can I take mean, a hit. I mean, if you're if Surter comes over and and kills your forty point character, then all right, well they killed forty points. You've also mind controlled, hit something on their team, or moved it closer to you to kill, and then you're going to kill Surter for twenty five. I mean, the game would it would it would fluctuate, it would balance out. But yeah, 
definitely. He's definitely a 40 point piece that you could give up, but it's going to be hard to kill. Yeah, so. I, I completely agree. I think yeah. I think he's one of those pieces you're going to try to find a good leadership. And even if you don't put him on a theme team, yeah. he's, he's a cheaper leadership because there's not a lot of cheap the, uh, leaderships outside of Groot. He's cheap. Yeah. He's got that long range mind control. He's awesome. Yeah, um, I mean, like, another thing is, is like, um, and going with the theme teams is, you know, if you're not rocking a plus, at least a plus five or more, you're probably not worried about theme team at that point because right. there's so many teams out there that's running plus five, plus seven, plus eight that you're just like, okay, you just win map. You know, unless they roll like a crit miss and you roll a crit hit or something like that. Yeah. But if you're just not worried about theme and you're just like, I'm going to play this because I want to play it and you're not too worried about map, which a lot of the big big theme teams are playing open maps too. So, yep. I mean... It could be good. It could be really, really good. So, all right. So let's uh, let's speed this up and just go through rares. Have you looked yep. at any of the rares? What do you what what you like? I think Stegron. I think people are talking about that just because the dinosaurs. I love Stegron. Don't don't. Well, don't I mean, it's, it's, just, him, it's a Pog team. It's it's a Pog team. Everybody you know like, how you know how I feel about Pog. I teams. know you guys want to just flood the map with these stupid Pogs, but you know what? I'll just I'll just eat through your dang Pogs. You know. <laughs> But, this, uh, would, this would give me an opportunity to buy. This is going to be so much better than Starro because Starro, you had to find a bunch of little Patrick action figures to put on put on your chips. You can go to the Dollar Tree and buy a little tub of dinosaurs to put them on your chips to make a Stegosaurus, Brontosaurus, or a T-Rex. So this is awesome. He's also Sinister Syndicate. He's another Sinister Syndicate. So I could play him, bring him along with Doc Oct or something, hide him in the corner... And just start popping out dinosaurs. And you're like, oh, I'm going to take out this dog god. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there's a T-Rex. You know, yeah. And I, I'm going to make I, that noise if you're playing me. Yeah, I, I expect it. I expect it. And then I'm just going to just wreck your team because I hate pog teams. <laughs> <laughs> and or I'm going to flip the table because I hate pog teams. <laughs> um, Only other ones. There's not. I mean, you still have more hard, flunky-type dudes yeah. in the rares. I think the ox at 43 is borderline um for two reasons he has a combo that i think you can make work for certain teams he has the new boss every week trait which a lot of figures have at the beginning of the game choose a friendly character who can can use mastermind or leadership and a keyword that character has ox gains that keyword this does not affect theme team so it won't affect a theme team but i'm thinking more of ox as the team ability underworld so that means he can carry one person if they share a keyword, or two if they're less points than him. Yeah. So he has top dial, charge, special trait, or a special ability. When Ox uses it, you may choose to not have his speed value. If you do, he can only move in a direct path. So you can yeah. pair him with an old man cap to give you a, him Avengers keyword, and then he can carry Sam cap and carry her for nine so i guess it's not a ton but or no because she gets a plus three you would carry her for 12 and he still gets to attack so he gets to charge for 12 in a straight line so you would need to win the thing it's situational like i said this is why it's borderline. Yeah. but it's one where i'm like okay the potential's there mm -hmm. where i can use him to carry someone across the field and then they they do stuff um i what can see some 
what was that piece in War of Light? Um, oh gosh, I'm blanking right now. Um, what weapon it, or it... core? Weapon or, you remember Weapon or a Core? Um, how he could uh, charge for like a, like a ton, like like his whole movement. I think it was like ten or eleven. It was gross. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for more the, light, uh... for more light. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, like the... I started playing around then, and I was like, "What is this piece?" And they're like, "You can move like a ton of pe- like ton of movement." And I'm like, "What?" And I, at that time, I was like, "Okay, that's cool." And now I look back, I'm like, "That was so gross." <laughs> well, what made it worse for the weaponer, um, the weaponer of Quard War of Light 025. Thing I was wondering. Um, yeah, he can use charge and running shot. When he does, his speed value isn't halved. Additionally, at the beginning of your turn, you may choose a standard attack power. So that's mm-hmm. what—that's like that was like the icing on the cake. You were like, "All right, I could charge you from ten away, mm-hmm. running shot for ten, and I have an eight range, two targets, and then I could choose pen sigh or energy explosion." Oh, he was such a great piece. Oh man, Super bring annoying. that bring that back, Wiz Kids. We need those for the colossal retaliation. Colossal <laughs> retaliators. <laughs> we need that. Everybody's like, "But you have uni mind people." Like <laughs> you've got the tank. You got well, you've got you've got stuff. Leave it alone. You've got stuff. Just stop. <laughs> stop asking for broken stuff. <laughs> Alright, so we've got the super rares. Now we're not talking about any of the special objects in the set because obviously all of them are awesome. Um like I can't think of a single object. Maybe the web shooters is probably the worst one out of the six that we have um, in the set. Beetle booty, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> a beetle booty is awesome. So you okay. shoot your face. Okay, well, Let's agree to disagree, but all right. Hey, I was rocking a Unimind. Was it Unimind? No, it was a cosmic theme with Mistress Death, Lockjaw, and Unseen. And I equipped the Beetle Booty to Unseen. Because Unseen can't stop but looking at that Beetle Booty. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's and agree to disagree. But... And now he's a taxi. Like, that's the whole point. Unseen okay. can fly. He can carry everyone. Here's, everyone, here's, here's my thing with special objects. I mm-hmm. like I play with Mjolnir just because Mjolnir is like Bay. Like mm-hmm. I don't care yeah, what anybody sure. says. I think it's like the most broken piece, broken mm-hmm. object in the game. Um goes with almost any piece. But if I am spending an action to gain a object, it better be good. Like it better be like awesome. Like I mean I play with a symbiote. Symbiote gives shape change. I'll I will, I will take an say. action to do that. But to get an object to give me like running shot, um, the pieces that need it should already have it. That's <laughs> so, not true. I disagree. Completely. I don't know. I just and the plus like nowadays like objects are like so they're you know unless they're indestructible like I will shoot them. Like, I mean, okay. You put well, exo specs out there, I will shoot it. But that Play. carries a that carries a risk. Like the new special objects add a lot to the game. It's a big wrinkle. It's basically the new resource. That's how Wizkids is doing it. That's why we're getting so many of them. But they come at a risk. You what? should not build your team relying on objects that can be destroyed. Plain and simple. Yes. Like exo specs, unless you can protect it, which you can. Yeah. Yeah. You can play like what I'm toying around with is playing one of the KC figures. Mm-hmm. Put KC one of the KC figures, plop her or him, Red Robin, Ryan, 
Power Woman, any of them, plop them in front of your object, and no one can shoot them unless they ignore yep. characters because you got first round immunity. Now, mm -hmm. that means your Casey figure is probably going to die. Um, <laughs> but that gives you that one round to get it in case you don't, in case you don't get it. Yeah. Either way, I think it's preposterous that you think the Beetle Booty is not amazing. It gives flight, <laughs> toughness, and modified speed plus two. That's just asking to make your okay support piece into a taxi making it a much better support piece so you could take i just think like I, I, here's my thing i just think like and i guess it's probably my gameplay style mm -hmm. but i'm more of like i want to get out there and play and like i don't like to take two or three turns to set up my team right like i don't like to take two actions and make sure okay i gotta equip this piece and i gotta equip this piece and i'm like i want to make attack turn two like, right I, but that's the thing. If you play yeah. these objects and you're going to try to destroy it, you're mm -hmm. you're extending yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's for true. example, if you're playing Unimind and you are coming after my Exospecs or Beetle Pod, mm -hmm. that's awesome because that means you did not go equip your Symbiote first turn. Mm -hmm. That means you ran all the way out here to kill my person or kill my object, which well, is okay. I, I wouldn't say run out because if you pick an open map, like it, it just depends on map. But exactly, I think the but... only I think the only good object in this set that is worth playing is the symbiote. <laughs> yes, because everyone loves shape change. I get it. Symbiote's bad, and it's four whatever. points. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> now if you take a chance because it can be, it can be. You know, taken by a Sam Cap or and or shot by Uni Mine or anything, but like that that's two points on your Uni Mine team that you can have back. If you can like, okay, now I can take a student ID off and maybe upgrade to a, a headmaster that's gonna give me an inspiration that I really, really want. So yeah. I like it, but I I think it's just the game's turning where everyone is Basically, HeroClix is turning into a big dodgeball game. It is. It's you know, coming out to like, okay, I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna give up five points to shoot your twelve point object, or you know, your eight like, point object or something. Like, did you uh, did you ever play dodgeball in like elementary school or anything yeah. like that? So you know how you have to run up to the middle, grab the ball, mm -hmm. and run back. That's yeah. essentially what the game is now. You run up, grab your special object, and you're like, okay, now I can finally go attack. Now, I do like how these are, like, lights. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of these are light objects. So, like, you can play, like, 8-Batman or something. Or, like, you could play just, like, a regular, like, cheap pog or something. and Or, like, a even, like, a giant girl. And you just go and get your object for you. So, you don't have to worry about picking something that has super strength to go out and get your Mjolnir, you know? <laughs> Or yeah. you don't have to worry about getting a TK or something. You have, you can just put something cheap on your team to just okay, run out there and get my object for me, buddy, and bring it back to me. So, yeah, I I think that it's gonna get to the point where these objects add so much to the game, and the people who are gonna yeah. play them are gonna know how to protect it. Yeah. Either high enough theme to where they don't have to worry about you getting first player and shooting it, or mm -hmm. putting something in the way to make it where you can't shoot it. Yeah. Or if you do shoot it, you're going to be in trouble. I mean, I definitely want to see the uh, the Ock arms played. Yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely want to see that. I like to see how the glider would work. I know giving someone running shot. I know what you just said, but in my head, I kept thinking of man. I remember Balls of Fury really wishing he had running shot forever. 
So there's got to be like some pieces out there that, man, it would be awesome if they had running uh, shot. They just don't. Like Krang. I think Krang from the Unplugged set has Pulse Wave maybe first turn, but he's got Sidestep for some bizarre yeah, reason. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, here's my thing. I think you're going to see Symbiote played, and I think you're going to see Mini Slayer played. Just because Mini Slayer basically is going to screw up anything of the opposing team of you equip something and it's going to be like, okay, it's an, it's you can't equip it anymore. And that takes yeah. away, you know, the shape change from Unimind or yeah. stuff like that. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right. So, um, let's let's wrap this up. So, what is there any other pieces that you're just looking at in the set? Super rare chase that you're like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to play that piece. Well, see, like, I went on our sealed. I pulled, I know I pulled ridiculously awesome. Yes, I pulled <laughs> Chase Rocket Raccoon and uh, the Super Rare Venom. Uh-huh. And that was so much fun to play because the whole, like, Colin Venom verse, whatever. Um, and it worked. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Times. I'm pretty sure anyone would say it'd be so much fun to play a Super Rare and a Chase in a sealed event. <laughs> Um, but the only bad thing is they don't have Indom. Oh, so like no. Yeah, I mean, it sucked at a point because, like, during Sealed, you know, you don't really have your taxis, you don't have your TKs and stuff like that. So if you pair with a TK and, like, like Rocket Raccoon has hypersonic, so if you TK'd him hypersonic, punch, call in Super Rare Venom, and he has, you know, blades, and it was awesome. But, like, I had to, like, take a couple actions to, like, okay... Do I want to push Venom, Rocket Raccoon? But I didn't want to push him because he has outwit on top dial and he could outwit someone's combat reflexes, call over Super Rare Venom. He blades them for six. They're dead. I mean, it was fun. It was definitely fun. I just wish they had Indom. But I think everybody knows like the one piece that'll be played. That'll be, I mean, if you can get your hands on it, um, as far as meta, it's going to be the Venom Cap. Yeah, that seems um, to be the the popular one. Real quick, sorry, I'm trying to find the world's smallest violin that I could play for you. Oh yeah, I know. Because it doesn't have end off. <laughs> yeah, because you said, "Oh no, my chase and su- super rare just don't have it." <laughs> there, there's but... me playing the smallest violin for you. Oh, worry me. Oh, I don't have end off. How no. But I mean, compared to like other pieces that I was just like, man, this 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 would this combo would work so much better if it had Indom. But I know, I mean, I mean, as a guy who pulled two rares and had to buy his super rare, (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) I mean, everybody was like so mad because they were like, damn, because we pulled two chases, yeah, two super rares, and it was like, and it was so weird because that was the night that was the night we we found out what we're having as mm-hmm. far as a kid and it mm-hmm. was like just like the best day in the world because like we we found out we we're having a boy and then we go to this pre-release and it's like here we pull two chases and everybody's like mm-hmm. yeah this is just bullshit and we're like i'm so sorry like it must have been like the baby or something i don't know <laughs> but on, on the fair note i did not win i did not win the night i, I lost to jason by like um Let's give it like up for Jason. 30, 35 points or something. So, I mean. But you won But I had to end. buy the first round. So, I didn't really get to play three games. I just had to play two. But it's fine. Like, it was awesome. But you you won in the end. Because you took on Yeah, I was like, and... you did win. Because you, you pulled two chases. And 
But I think the one chase you'll be able to see played is the Venom Cap. I think that's what everybody's wanting to play. It's going to be seen. Yep. I know Unless... Tyler is hoping to pull one, so. Yeah, I think the Venom Spider-Man has some interesting things to him. Um, he's probably the only other one that might be borderline. Um, unless someone comes up with some cool Venom theme by using also the Venoms from What If. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's only going to be Captain Venom. Um, out of the super rares, you got a lot of cool super rares real quick that I want to talk about. Um, you know, you got Lady Octopus, Venom, uh, Title Cap. Title Cap's okay. Um, yeah. He's he's probably going to fall in line with the title Batgirl in the sense that he's going to be put on a team and be able to do something you aren't expecting because he has similar powers. He has the free move up one square and then make a close attack, which is kind of like her charge, sort yeah. of. Um, but he could be used in conjunction with the Hulks because he mm-hmm. has the free move each other friendly character one square. Right, well, they move, you know, then they, they quake. So yeah. he's or got potential. Yeah, when specs or something on him, then they're, they're super gross. <laughs> right. So he, he's got potential. Um, Daredevil, I think, ha- is absolutely oh. meta. Um, he is the super rare that I bought that night. Yes, Daredevil is... I think he is the best piece in the set. Period. Uh, yeah, I, I would get that. He's the most fun to play. I will say that. Because I did not realize, because I only read half of the cards half the time. I was uh, playing him the other day, and I rolled a crit hit. And I was like, this is awesome. And then they went to prob, and I was like, oh, wait a second. You know, you can't reroll sixes. Daredevil can't be chosen for Mastermind. Attacks made by Daredevil or by characters targeting him can't be rerolled if the attack roll contains a six protective pulse wave. That's so gross. So it's like a it's like a fast forces Jean Grey, but better. Because <laughs> I mean, I mean, unless they don't roll a six, but that's gross. Yeah, it's very gross. Absolutely. Um, I, I like I said, I think he's the best piece in the set. Period. Like you will see him played on so many teams in the near future, whenever it's legal. He's a hard piece to kill. You're gonna pair him up with Haha Joker, that is hard to kill with some exo specs. Like now, I think it takes a little bit to set up that team, just because you kind of have to like maneuver around and whatnot. Yeah. But you can have that all the time in the world because you can take the hits, you know? Yeah. Now, unless you're Daniel and you crit hit a daredevil and then roll another six, then you pretty <laughs> much flurry, kill them yeah. in a flurry and then you're, you've killed their daredevil. But the chances of that is like super slim. Like, exactly. I think was it Tyler said they, at their local event, they put 19 attacks into a daredevil. Yeah, that's insane. He's I a mean, lot of fun to play for just 60 who, I mean, but... How are you going to get 19 attacks in a 45-minute game? Like, yep. that's a lot. So Exactly. All right, well, I think we've we've dwelled enough on EarthX. Why don't we go ahead and move into Click 3, which is and Earth I hope five. everybody likes our set review better than the guys, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to our buy, sell, hold section. Click 3, buy, sell, hold. Typically, during buy, sell, or hold, we talk about different figures that we think you should be trying to buy as quickly as possible, or what figs you need to sell while they're hot. Let's let's go ahead and kick things off, saying what figures are you wanting to buy right now 
whether it be because you know they're going for cheap or because there's just not you don't see a lot out there you know scarcity well i mean obviously people are winning the ultra chase and <laughs> yeah. Beatles really won the ultra chase if you don't know but uh i think if you can find tri signals for cheap you which you should him. be you should be able to because they're going be on to. sale they're going on sale i think it's also it's always good to have two or three of them i think they're really freaking good people and um and like i'd be buying like if we didn't have a daredevil or you know two of them i think you know we'd be buying a daredevil or um i know like you need to pick up the venom cap and stuff like that but the set's not out so Mm-hmm. We'll be getting our cases soon, but I think some of the new hotness right now is what you need to be buying. Um, that would be, that's what I'd be buying. So, see, I'm actually in the. I'm gonna actually completely contradict you. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> Go say you're right. <laughs> yeah, those are actually my sells um, because it's pre-release, and so prices are ridiculous. You have people who want those figures now and don't want to wait for everybody and their mama opens a brick and has a bajillion of them for available so daredevil now is going for like 45 to 50 dollars so if you mm-hmm. want to get 45 to 60 dollars or 50 dollars and you don't want to have daredevil now would be the time to sell because come february 6 or later he's going to fall in price down to probably where i think he's going to be more like 35 30 to 35 mm-hmm. he won't he won't hit wolverine prices because you can only play one um, but he is still going to be the sought-after super rare. So um, so buys currently right now, I'm completely agreeing with you with the Tri-Sentinels. They're on sale. My local has them for sale for 25 bucks. They got two of them. Lucky Dice, I think, had them for 20 25 something mm-hmm. like that. You know, stores are getting them, but they're still limited qualities or quantities. Yep. Only a certain amount of them. Um, I would say the happy place is you probably want maybe three. Um, bare minimum two. Um or you could be like Daniel and have five or six. Well, Daniel has five <laughs> or six of a lot of things. Then, um, yeah, I don't even. I lost count on Flores. So, <laughs> um, so what cells do you have? I kind of gave a peek into mine. So what I mean, I, I agree with you about the selling of like the Daredevils and stuff like that right now. I don't agree with the pre-release jack-up price things. And oh, I know no. a lot of people have their opinions on it. And you have the people that are like, I want $300 for this piece. And it's like, dude, come on. Like, let's be realistic. You know, like getting $70 for a Daredevil is just ridiculous. Um, I get it. People will buy it. So go ahead and sell it. But I just don't think it's right because I don't know. But that's just me. I have a different opinion than a lot of people. Um. I think also right now, if you're selling, the meta season is vamping back up. If you have extra ID cards, and you have extra Chase jeans, Chase Cyclopses, there's always people kind of looking for those um, that might be playing in the meta scene because those are always good ID cards to have and yep. also the figures. So if you have extras and you're like, well, I need to get an extra 40, 50 bucks, you know, you can always sell those. So just because the medicine is picking back up, I say that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think you could start looking at selling some of the. This is probably your last next couple months, last chance to really sell those meta figures that are about to retire for a premium. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we have an extra Hawkeye. People are yeah. looking for that hotness of Hawkeye to play in the last few tournaments. So yeah, you still if got anybody, time. If anybody is willing to sell me a Goblin King for super cheap, I'm going to do a special Clickstaff uh, <laughs> uh, trophy, and it'll be publicized on the Facebook page. But I need a cheap Goblin King from <laughs> What If, not The Hobbit. <laughs> but <laughs> if anybody wants to hook me up, please, please message me. So. All right. So finally, what holds do you have? Do you have any? Um, Anything you're just holding on to, you really don't want to move yet. You want to just kind of sit on. Um, I think obviously holding on some of the objects from the new set, um, holding on to your exospecs and your spears. Yeah. Um, I don't see anything game changing from those objects, but with retirement happening in a few months, I think you know once Hawkeye is gone, I think, I think. Having those objects are gonna are gonna vamp up, and you're gonna see a whole lot more slower play teams. Like your don't die, you're setting up two turns with your objects. Yeah, you know you're not gonna see the full alpha team. So, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, if I were to specify one figure that I would hold on, um, is probably Casey Power Woman. Uh, yeah, she's one of those. She was a WKO grand prize, but she is. In some of the winter maps, I know we got one in our winter map. Um, yeah, so we had one in ours. So yeah, so there's going to be more and more flooding the market. Um, and her she's prices, not going for very much, is it? I mean, she's not uh, she's like for... forty, maybe thirty, forty. Um, she was at one point like fifty to sixty, yeah. but she's she's going to see a lot more play once mm -hmm. retire once retirement hits and the shredders are gone. Um, yeah, because that whole and she might see play before that because she does give you a protect um a protect <coughs> excuse me a protection for your objects um unless they ignore characters of course um yeah. but she also gives you that plus one to your action total mm -hmm. so you put a leadership, leadership yeah so you put a leadership on your uni build you get four actions put her you get five actions that's huge especially with your daredevil haha -ha joker iron yep. heart team that you just you're like i really need that extra action to like Mm -hmm. move up and get in position or do something or like i need to call an id card attack with id card i need to move my iron heart i need to do this and you're like i only have three actions i need that fourth you got your kc power woman yeah and i think completely ult agree ultimately she's gonna replace groot i know that sounds crazy but groot has taken a huge hip a hit like we said earlier with the expanded starting zones i think it's like 50 percent chance maybe that you get walking wood because people just expand so much now with all the Colossals. And so that means Groot is a 20-point Colossal Retaliate with leadership. Mm -hmm. Still the cheapest leadership you get. Um, but she comes in second at 25 points. And she gives yeah. you protection. So I think she's great. I think you hold on to her because she will see a lot more play. Yeah. All right, let's go into click four. Our final thoughts. Click four. Final thoughts. With that, we enter click four. The KO click for final thoughts. Sam, what is your final thought for the episode? Please go buy Tri-Sentinels. They're so good. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> just saying that because I'm like legit thinking I'm going to make a team with Tri-Sentinels. And like I said, Jason made a really good team at our qualifier. I think it just needs a little more tweaking and a little bit more practice, but he played it so 
awesome. And it's like, I'm just astounded at how well the Tri-Sentinels do. So, okay. I'm in love with the Tri-Sentinels. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so for my final thought is I hope next time we do a much better set review where we can actually <laughs> say that we're so much better than the guys. Yeah. They have a lot more practice than we do. Um, yeah, I mean, here's my thing is I only played in one sealed. So I'm not too familiar with this set, but yeah, we um, we got we got to talk about homework and we're looking up skills. We were talking, we were thinking about tournaments and whatnot, but yeah, next time we'll do kinda, better next time. They kind of threw that on us now, so <laughs> but they'll do a better set review. I mean, who knows? We we people may like our set review better, Alex. They just yeah. won't say it out loud. Well, we what know. what might happen is they might hear this episode after they hear that one, mm -hmm. and, and then they may like, like they well, they may like our thoughts better. Oh, I was gonna think they were gonna say that ours was completely terrible. Or they'll just cream us on the uh, internet. They'll be like, Sam and Alex don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what we need to do next time? We'll do a set review for a set that came out like a year ago. There we go. We'll be like, we're going to set review World's Finest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, thank <laughs> the, you. The best set ever. Oh, it was probably the set I bought the most boosters for and was the most disappointed. Really? I, got... I love that I set. Could... I kept getting platinums or whatever the stupid super rare, uh, super uh, that metal man, stupid yeah. super rare for. I I pull it and I'd be like, is it got? Is it a, a god a chase pack? You know, god pack or is it an ID? No, it's stupid platinum. What set did Red Leader come in Prime? That, that's Thor. Oh my gosh, I, we kept pulling stupid Red Leaders, and I'm like, I hate, I hate this piece. I hate this piece. Because you're like, okay, I want to pull a Thor booster prime. Oh, it's a red leader. You just do it in the trash. You're just like, I hate this. That's that's basically me with X-Men and Dust. I've pulled at least four Dusts so far. Never been so disappointed for a Super Rare. Anyway, that was a long final <laughs> that's okay. thought. It's all good. So, <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of Sudden Death. May your Earth X boosters all have chases and may all your rolls be critical hits. Goodbye, everybody. See ya.